we acknowledge the Wajuk people and the wider Noongar community on whose country uh, we hold our ceremonies and do our sazen tonight. Uh, let the spirit of the Buddha inform our words and activities. Uh, please sit comfortably. If you're already comfortable as you are, that's totally fine. Um, these passions are so passionate they're clouding up my glasses. Yeah, tonight we take up uh, in the series of uh, talks on the passions that, that of the passion of uh, remorse. Now, remorse isn't normally regarded, would, uh, would not normally be regarded as a passion. This might come as a surprise. Um, uh, you know, we think conventionally of the passions as um, love, uh, desire, sexuality, um, perhaps grief, uh, sorrow. Um, but uh, the range of the passions as that comes down historically to us uh, includes what could be called um, passions of uh, moral passions, and that includes love in the sense of caritas, uh, care for the planet, uh, care for others. Uh, other moral passions would be guilt, uh, shame, and uh, remorse finds its home, I think, among the, in this kind of region. There's also passions of discovery, mathematical, scientific, uh, creative passion. It's a vast uh, range. And uh, it's very exciting to explore these in a Zen context because, in a sense, I think the passions are often felt as what obscures the way. Um, and perhaps that's true. But to find... Um, the themes of the Zen way in the passions is challenging, exciting, interesting. Yeah. Now, remorse is a, a perfect passion for cold, rainy midwinter. It's the season of remorse, if you will. Um, remorse is likewise the passion of 3 a.m., uh, what's called the graveyard shift. Uh, which has us open and vulnerable so that the past comes with its accusations of our ancient wrongdoings and it all gets amplified by sleeplessness. Uh, uh, we rehash those ancient scenarios while knowing that there is nothing much we can do about them but wince, flinch and cringe. Uh, there's something about the powerlessness of 3am when you wake up and you're being assailed by something from your earlier life that comes back to uh, haunt you, uh, uh, bearing grief and accusation. Uh, however, these visitations at 3am alert us to often to what we need to attend to in our lives. Um, and I guess uh, there are worse things than having a troubled uh, conscience. 
At 3am this morning I felt remorse in advance for being so tired I wouldn't be able to give the talk uh, this evening on remorse. And I was sort of reflecting on the fact, can you feel remorse in advance? Um, but I think remorse, like regret, is backward-looking. It's retrospective, generally. Uh, unlike those passions within the field of desire, which yearn for future requirement, but to be delivered right now, in the present, if possible. So, a remorse is that gnawing distress arising from our sense of guilt for past wrongs. It is intense and painful self-condemnation and penitence due to consciousness of guilt, the pain of a guilty conscience. Uh, it comes from the late 14th century from old French remors, R-E-M-O-R-S, and directly from medieval Latin remorsum, which means biting back or biting in return. Remorse also figures in Descartes' list of passions. And I take Descartes' great list of passions very seriously, not least because with his basic six passions, which include uh, envy, as I rec recollect, sorrow, pride. Um, the, but the very first of these six passions is sense of wonder. Um, who, who would think of making a list of the great passions and starting it with sense of wonder? He felt everything grew from there. So I love him for that, and uh, he included remorse. So I'm passively following along uh, here. In terms of uh, this sense, the ancient sense of it, remorse, meaning to bite back or to bite again, um, remorse goes on biting. Uh, it's that kind of nature of that. Uh, until we turn towards it, and uh, perhaps until we act on its urging. Remorse is deeply entangled with guilt. When we feel remorse, uh, guilt is not far to find. Uh, that kind of guilt that we caused others suffering, that we let them down, or that we caused them injury. I'm tempted to say that without a sense of guilt, there can be no remorse. And without remorse, there's no contrition uh, or penitence. It's very interesting here, this relationship between guilt and remorse. Uh, and we say guilt rather than shame. Uh, I sense that in some measure that shame is also present in remorse. These are questions, so when there's a chance to, uh, for question and answer, um, I'd be interested in your views, but I think shame has some role to play there. Distinction between shame and guilt? Uh, probably the simplest way it's been put is shame focuses on self, while guilt focuses on behaviour. A person who feels guilt is saying, I did something bad, while someone who feels shame is saying, I am bad. Uh, guilt may be primary in our experience of remorse, but I think shame is likely entangled there as well.
I can remember for personal experience here, I think one of the aspects of my life which haunted me was the breakup of my marriage. And I remember uh, Glennis uh, saying, if you'd stayed, you could have learned. If you'd stayed, we could have healed. And uh, I remember those words would haunt me in the mornings in particular um, after the, the breakup. And I think that can genuinely say that there was a strong measure of remorse in that. The word remorse also has uh, an archaic connection to compassion and, and carries the sense of a sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it. And this is a, intersects beautifully with the Zen way. It's, this is the spirit of the Bodhisattva, of compassion. Yeah. A, a sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with the desire to alleviate it. Uh, it's a beautiful summation of the, the way. In, in an archaic, probably medieval interpretation of the word remorse. So remorse is also deeply related to empathy and empathy to remorse. Without empathy, I don't think we can be remorseful. If we can't feel for others, if we can't empathise with them, then we can't register the hurt or the harm that we've done them. Given that, remorse has an important role in helping us to realise the harm that we do to others. And empathy has a very important role. Without empathy, um, this doesn't register. Uh, in dog-eat-dog -dog environments such as we find at times in business and politics, well, those kind of regions of experience are often focused on greed, self-aggrandizement, blame-shifting, and are surely marked by a manifest absence of remorse. Um, Arthur Wells um, teaches Diamond Sunker, uh, great Diamond Sunker teacher in Christchurch once said to me, he says, best that we don't teach psychopaths empathy, they soon learn to fake it. It's just um, very insightful, I think. So, the journey with remorse, it's, it's a great opportunity to actually open to what, it's challenging to open to it at three o'clock in the morning. Um, it's good to recognise what it is, which means simply naming, and also to be able to track its geography in your guts, in your heart, in your throat, and um, get to know how it lives as a body. Um, sometimes this also brings uh, release. Uh, from it. There are no guarantees, but it's often very helpful uh, to, to do that intimate investigation of exactly what it is. Sometimes it's a lot simpler than the thinking about it. 
the thinking spouts in all directions, drags everything in. It's complex, it's metaphysical, it's this, it's that. But actually it's mainly an ache in the guts or a pain in the heart. Uh, when we get to that kind of level of experience, we start to find, with good fortune, some uh, release from the pain itself. But remorse is also very karmic uh, in terms of it, the path with uh, remorse leads on uh, to contrition. Well, perhaps ideally, uh, it's kind of like a, a very faint, um, staggering five-step path. Uh, remorse, contrition, repentance, reparation and atonement. And, uh, uh, this intersects very strongly with Christianity. Um, but Zen has its own say here as well, and I'm going to explore a little bit um, that path um, journey which people undertake with remorse. Um, So remorse is geared to the past in that it involves regret and guilt over our past actions. But contrition, along with feeling sorry for what we have done, seeks to make amends for those past actions. And what we call contrition um, is remorse made present. Uh, you know, with, with, with remorse we are focused on what we have done. Uh, contrition brings everything into the present. It's what we're feeling now uh, about that. So like this, when we are contrite, we are willing to be humble and to take uh, correction. Um, maybe in these days of everyone being very independent in themselves, this sounds a bit alien. But um, yeah, it's, it's a step towards, I guess, working with, with remorse. Um, repentance may be a stage further on from contrition, involving, as it does, reviewing our actions and feeling remorse for past wrongs. Repentance may be accompanied by a resolve to make reparation and to live more responsibly, more ethically. So you can see how this sort of kind of starts to move into the light, um, into an ethical um, stances. Uh, atonement is the sense of reparation, is in the sense of reparation is when you take action to correct previous wrongdoing on your part, either to undo the consequences of that act or an equivalent action to do good for others, or some other expression. Um, atonement is closely associated with forgiveness, reconciliation, repentance, and reparation. And I think we all, to some extent in our lives, do uh, this work when we have caused harm. At least there's a strong impulse to do something which may help either to repair what we did or to find some act of generosity um, when we've screwed up really badly and hurt other people. 
Uh, atonement is closely associated with forgiveness, reconciliation, repentance, and reparation. I'm kind of cautious here because I'm not Christian, but I'm interested in Christian theology, but it's very amateur. Um, so I'm going to just do a little bit on atonement, but um, not push this far because it's out of reach, I think, for me. Um, atonement's a doctrine that describes how human beings can be reconciled to God. In Christian theology, the atonement refers to the forgiving or pardoning of sin through the death of Jesus Christ by crucifixion, which made possible the reconciliation between God, which makes possible the reconciliation between God and creation. The English word atonement originally meant at one moment, which is that's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, at one moment. And this is where it begins to intersect with Zen. Um, the, that means uh, being at one in harmony with someone. It used to be, uh, in theological terms, described the saving word. It, describes the saving work that God does through Christ to reconcile the world to himself and also the state of a person having been reconciled to God. And there's these great lines from Galatians uh, 2, verse 20. It goes, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Uh, and also in Romans 12 verse 5. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and everyone, and everyone members one of another. Um, which is very powerful and also very full of the spirit of Zen that notion, like in Sangha, like here, that here we are members of one another. Um, each of us includes the whole. Um, each is included in the whole of us. Yeah, members also includes um, uh, rain, traffic, oceans. Uh, shops, cafes, people in the street. So all of this feels, uh, begins to touch into the territory of Zen and there's a, there's a text called the Shushogi, uh, the meaning of practice and verification. And uh, it was written at the end of the 19th century um, with the blessings of the abbots of the Soto sect in Japan. Um, the Shu Shogi was meant to be read by the lay public. And it purports to be uh, a summary of the teachings of uh, Dogen Zenji, uh, 13th century uh, Zen. Japanese Zen master who brought the Sadong way from China to Japan 
and was an immensely influential uh, teacher. Um, and the Shushogi was compiled in response to the activity of Christ, activities of Christian missionaries in Japan in the late 19th century. And Christian values such as repentance, even atonement, um, the Soto sect was saying, we can do this too. We also do this in Zen uh, practice. So the Shushogi was, was the impulse behind the creation of uh, that work. Yeah. So I, I'll read you a few lines uh, from it to give you the spirit of uh, Shushoki. Uh, the Buddhas and patriarchs, I'd say, let's say the Buddhas and ancestors, because of their great mercy, have gone before us opening up a vast gate of compassion so that all beings, both human and celestial alike, may realise enlightenment. A low karmic retribution for harmful acts must occur. Repentance lessens the effects, bringing release and purification. Therefore, let us repent in all sincerity. The power of repentance not only saves and purifies us, it also encourages growth within us of pure, doubt-free faith and earnest effort. When pure faith appears, it changes others just as it changes us. Its benefits extend to all things, both animate and inanimate. And then it goes on to talk about repentance. Even though the accumulation of our past bad karma is so great that it forms an obstacle to practicing the way, we beseech the various enlightened and compassionate Buddhas and ancestors to free us from karmic retribution, eliminate all obstacles to the practice of the way, and share with us their compassion. For it is through this compassion that their merit and teachings fill the entire universe. In the past, the Buddhas and ancestors were originally just like us. In the future, we shall become like them. Uh, and in Mahayana Buddhism, which is the, the Zen, there's one stream of Mahayana uh, Buddhism, uh, one of the most common repentance verses used for reflection is Samantabhadra's repentance verse taken from chapter 40 of the Avatamsaka, or Flower Ornament Sutra. In the Diamond Sangha, we chant it in Robert Aiken's translation as follows. Purification. All the evil karma ever created by me since of old, on account of my beginningless greed, hatred, and ignorance, born of my conduct, speech, and thought, I now confess openly and fully. This full and open confession is a deep acknowledgement of our wrongdoing. This is repentance, and as the Shushogi has it, the power of repentance can wipe out our wrongdoings at their roots. So then... Uh, 
contains uh, you know, various ways to, uh, such as confession in this case, not formal confession as in Catholicism, but um, open acknowledgement of, of fault. Um, we also have the precepts, uh, 16 Bodhisattva precepts. Regardless of our commitment to keep the precepts, we can still hurt others and cause harm. We aren't proof against that. To live is to hurt and to be hurt, so that making apology, forgiving and being forgiven remain at the core of our relationships with others. Uh, I think many of these come from Christianity or have roots in Christianity, but they're also there full in secular society, of course. And uh, as people of the Zen way, um, you know, we avail ourselves of apology. Um, when it's necessary to apologise, we apologise. Generally sitting, lots of Zazen tends to make apology easier. Um, I think they're perhaps a little less stiff-necked and stiff-backed and not so caught up in our own righteousness. Uh, Zazen helps. Uh, showing remorse for misdeeds is not a sign of cowardice or weakness. On the contrary, sincere remorse is a sign of courage and moral strength. In doing this, we place ourselves at the mercy of others. Uh, you know, no one is obliged to accept our apology, no matter how sincerely meant. Um, uh, nor are people obliged to accept our offer of restitution. Some people are invested in keeping a conflict going. Sometimes the attempt at restitution um, is dismissed as bad conscience or blood money, um, and sometimes it is. So, you know, I think we, you know, we take our chances in the world, um, and I don't think any trumped up metaphysics or anything will change. Uh, that. Um, finally, remorse is powerfully karmic. It cries out for us to do something about it, to act. The passions, uh, I like this description of the passions, which I think is John Tarrant's. The passions are great moods of the soul. But remorse is not lolling about in a mood and savouring it. Um, sometimes we get a glimpse of the fact that we are living from vanity or unkindness or pettiness and we feel uh, the twinge. Is it the twinge uh, of conscience? This can help us to move out of our self-centeredness and into a more open and genuine way of living. We can feel the pain we cause others as well as ourselves and this experience is almost always sobering.
In fact, perhaps as much as anything, the pain of remorse can awaken in us a profound desire to live more genuinely and with compassion to burn. Thank you, everyone, for your attention.